0: Undercover Carson, secret agent.
1: Operation Death Ray, an assignment in Rio. Deathray death ray had been full of surprises from the start now they were coming thick and fast through the tropical downpour angelo and i had seen a strange light gleaming at the top of a crumbling mass of ancient ruins believing this to be the abode of evil spirits angelo took fright and ran i followed and so reached the place where herman Nagel landed us just in time to see the seaplane taking off and vanishing into the heavy clouds we were treacherously stranded it seemed We made a temporary shelter with the rubber dinghy and Angelo collapsed into a sleep of sheer exhaustion, but that light still beckoned. I decided to investigate and at the base of the ruins I overheard our third scientist, a European, talking weakly to a girl with a fresh English voice. From their talk I gathered that the sinister Chaco had been here first. Then I was struggling with a bunch of natives. Then came oblivion. When I woke my head was throbbing, but it was still like a dream.
2: Oh, thank heavens you've opened your eyes at last. Oh, my
1: dear. Had I known you were beside me, eyes would have opened much earlier.
2: Don't try to get up. You've had a terrible blow on the back of the head.
1: Uh, so it seems.
2: Is it very painful?
1: Oh, it is, rather. But where am I?
2: In a room at the bottom of an old temple. The natives carried you here. Uh,
1: violent little fellows, those natives.
2: But you were snooping. That's why they attacked.
1: Uh, well, I say I must have looked a trifle furtive.
2: They thought you meant us harm. Why didn't you call out? If only you knew how long we've been waiting for you.
1: You were expecting me?
2: Naturally. Oh. Father's been saying all along that some of his friends from Rio would come here.
1: And uh, I'm one of those friends?
2: Well, I imagine so. Otherwise, why would you be here?
1: Well, there could be other reasons.
2: What? Perhaps you're not
1: a am steady, Melia. That deuced head of mine.
2: Perhaps you come from Chaco.
1: Chaco? Chaco? What the are you talking about?
2: You. Don't know Choco? No, I don't know him. Who are you then?
1: Well, let me sit up. Oh, uh, sit up and introduce myself. The name's Carson. Bruce Carson. I'm the representative of a British meat importing firm. I happen to be in this part of the world on general business, and to this particular spot in the course of survey for new cattle areas. The company hopes to open them up, you know.
2: Then you're not a friend of father's.
1: Now, let's put it this way I'm perfectly willing to be a friend, even if only on account of his daughter.
2: You say that you came here on a survey, sir. So. By aeroplane?
1: Mm, that's right. We touched down on that stretch of water about half a mile away.
2: Then late this afternoon we did hear a plane, sir.
1: So, just before the storm.
2: This is all so strange. Mm,
1: finding a little back way myself. You see, I have a friend with me. Where is he? And he's sleeping peacefully back there near the water. He was in a great state when first we saw those ruins. Stirred up all the age-old fear in his heart when he saw that light burning.
2: Why should it stir up fear in him?
1: He's a native of South America. He linked the light with some old legends.
2: There's nothing to be feared.
1: Then uh, what causes the light?
2: Well, uh, I can't tell you that. Why not? You must ask father.
1: And uh, father's a scientist?
2: Yes. You
1: know, dear, the situation's quite incredible. Here in the wilds I find a fair sprig of English beauty. It rather bewilders me.
2: I came here to be with my father. He's a very sick man. His sight has failed, and every day he's been growing weaker.
1: Yet, uh, from what I overheard, your father seemed to be a European of some sort. That's
2: right. But my mother was English. She took me to England before World War II. For 15 years there was no word of father, but he managed to trace me, and then he asked me to come to South America to be with him.
1: And you came here, to this wilderness?
2: Yes. There only to find him alone, but for the natives... And terribly sick.
1: But what was your father doing in a place like this?
2: He wanted to be alone from the rest of the world. There were other reasons, though it's not for me to tell you.
1: I see. I uh, overheard him calling you Sally. That's my name. Oh, yes, of course, but uh, the other part of it.
2: Oh, Bruin. My father's Professor Bruin.
1: And what part of the old country are you from, Sally?
2: I was in London when his agents found me, just working as a receptionist. (laughs) I'm afraid I wasn't anything special
1: i rather think you are, my Howsoever, How long have you been here?
2: Seven weeks, that's all. It seems an age.
1: How did you get here?
2: By a plane, a seaplane. A
1: seaplane? Who was the pilot?
2: Oh, some Brazilian. It was all arranged by the agent people in Rio de Janeiro. Ah, I see. But you sound as if you mightn't believe me.
1: Oh, I do. Yeah, but it's odd, as I said, finding you in this distant hole. I'm intrigued. I'm just getting the story.
2: Those people were supposed to come back a few weeks later, but we haven't seen them. And all the time, Father's been getting worse and worse.
1: And uh, from what you were saying, it seems he's had some unsavory visitor before you arrived.
2: Yes. A person called Charco. Father says that he's been sick ever since he left.
1: Hmm. Nasty place to be sick.
2: Really, Mr. Carson, I've been frantic. We must get out of here. You must help us.
1: I'm not too sure I have any way of getting out of here myself.
2: But you came by plane.
1: So, best we don't bother about that. Now, first of all, I'd like to meet your father. Do you uh, think I could have a chat with
2: him? Yes, of course. I'll tell him that you're a friend. It's through this archway and along the passage. I'll lead the way.
1: I'd keep saying that this situation was incredible, except that so many incredible things happened on this assignment. Sally Bruin was about twenty-two, with chestnut hair, short on slight shoulders. It danced as she led the way through the ancient archway and along the rough-hewn passage. The stones grimed with the dust of centuries. The professor was in the vault-like room where I'd eavesdropped. Several small and ugly natives slipped away as we entered. The man was alarmingly frail, his skin a deathly colour, wrinkled over a gaunt head. I was face to face with another of the scientists, And death was at his elbow, too. Sally introduced me, but to him I was no friend. A
0: friend? You call yourself a friend? (laughs) You are from Charcot. My dear
1: Professor, as your daughter has explained, I'm a British businessman.
0: My daughter is poorly versed in the treacherous ways of your kind.
2: Father, if you could have missed
0: him. Yeah, yeah, he is handsome, no doubt. It is the simplest of the But what more do you want? You have everything, my portion of the secret, even the satisfaction that I will shortly
1: depart from this earth. Oh,
2: please, Father, don't keep saying that.
1: I am a dying man. Professor, let me assure you, until this evening, you were quite unknown to me. I was?
0: <laughs> then it will be surprising to you to learn why I came here. As it will, sir. You do not know, I... No, you. You do not know that I was fascinated by the stories of those ancient lights, believing them to be of atomic origin? You do not know that I built a laboratory here in the ancient ruins and continued my experiments thinking that I alone might succeed in developing a death ray? This is all news to you?
1: More or less, sir.
0: Huh? You are from Charcot.
1: I'm afraid that's
0: double dust to me, Professor. No. Your identity fits very well. How, ah, sir? Since I must inform you about your own affairs, it is known to me that an Englishman is one of the closest associates of the thing,
1: Charcot.
0: He is a man of polish, A traitor to his own class and country. And his name, sir? It could be Carson. No, but it's not. I I do not know, Senor. But I do not trust you.
2: Father, dear, Mr. Carson says he will get us out of here.
0: Uh, It puzzles me why he has come. But I, I have nothing more to give you. Nothing
1: Nothing except, perhaps, my life. Father. Steady, with dear.
2: The way he sighed.
1: And the effort was too much for him. He's only collapsed.
2: Oh.
1: But he is in a bad way.
2: Oh, Mr. Carson, you must get him away from here. You must.
1: I'll do my best. And believe me, Sally, my intention is sincere. I do wish to be a friend. And if only I could convince your father of that. I had no idea what wasting disease was so steadily sapping the strength of the professor. But even though Chaco had beaten us once again to vital information, there were still things that Bruin could tell me. That's if he would accept me as a friend. It was indeed frustrating. Nagel had slipped off and left us. Angela was scared stiff. The professor had fallen into a coma that could quite easily be his last. But to pass the time, there was the ingenuous Sally and the unexplained mystery of the lights that never go out
2: mr carson i said you must ask father
1: so but how can i ask him
2: but well he's always impressed upon me how it must be kept secret from the natives you see it's only with the light that he has any hold over them in this region they're in their primitive state
1: well then put it this way have these lights been going from way back you know from the ancient times this temple here first erected.
2: that's the legend
1: not the fact eh?
2: oh well i suppose i could explain you keep it to yourself
1: of course Besides, how could I go spilling the beans to the natives hereabouts? They don't know their lingo.
2: All right, then, I'll show you.
1: Where to this time?
2: I hope it's not going to frighten you.
1: Well, I, I don't scare easily.
2: We're going to a place of sacrifice.
1: Sacrifice, Huh? Eh?
2: Yes, the vault where the ancients had an altar. We go behind it.
1: Ah, quite a place. What went on here?
2: Even the Father can't tell me that. Perhaps the secret rites of the priests.
1: So the professor adapted it for his own secret rites.
2: Yes. This was his laboratory.
1: Quite a deal of equipment about.
2: It was all flown here from his agents in Rio. I
1: see. Anyway, the lights, the secret.
2: It's all very simple. Father explained so that I could handle the compressed gas.
1: Compressed gas?
2: Yes. You see, it comes from these cylinders and Mm. goes up through the ruins in a pipe.
1: And comes out as a flame the other end. That's right. (laughs) So that's all. But the natives hereabouts believe it's something supernatural.
2: They believe that Father brought the light with him, that he's a god of some kind, arisen again. But if the lights go out,
1: there'll be trouble.
2: Oh, Father's always warned me of that.
1: Oh, then let's hope they don't. Not before we get you out of here, anyway. <coughs> what the blazes is
2: that? The stone slab, Mister Carson. And shut. Yes.
1: Does it do this if it's out of its own accord? No. And someone's pushed it.
2: Yes, the natives. But look. What now? great heavens. It's the light, Mr. Carson. The light has
1: gone out. So there it was. I was trapped with Sally behind the altar of sacrifice in an ancient temple. She told me what to expect if that light went out. We were up against savage superstition in Operation Death Ray.